Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 195 of Brewers on Tap. The Brewers, of course, a week into the season now, three and four on the year. It's been a tough go offensively for this team through one week of the season, essentially. But boy, has the starting pitching been outstanding. You go back to opening day, that dramatic win in 10 innings over the Twins. Uh, certainly a lot of fun. There was a dramatic 10-inning win at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. So there's been plenty of fireworks early on in this season for the crew, but really the highlight and the storyline has been just how good the starting pitching has been. You talk about Brandon Woodruff, maybe not his best outing on opening day, but boy, he came back with a vengeance in his second outing against the Chicago Cubs on Wednesday when he went seven innings Took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Seven shutout from him. It was really impressive stuff from Brandon Woodruff. And you look at his start to the season overall, a 2-4-5 ERA in 11 innings. He's given up seven hits and just three earned runs. Certainly, he's on track to be an all-star caliber pitcher and probably a guy that uh, if he continues to do what he's done, he's going to be in, 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 in that conversation at the end of the year for, for Cy Young votes. Uh, certainly what we saw from him on Wednesday, that's the kind of talent he is, and I think we'd all be surprised if he doesn't continue to pitch Maybe not at that level, but at a very high level over the course of the rest of the season. And then you've got Corbin Burns. Whoa, what can you say about Corbin Burns? He gave up one hit on Thursday against the Cardinals in six innings. That hit was a triple. It was the first batter of the game. It was Tommy Edmond. And honestly, Christian Yelich nearly made an unbelievable diving catch that would have robbed him of a hit. And if that happens... Burns doesn't give up any hits in his six innings of action. He gave up one hit against the Minnesota Twins in his first outing where he took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, and that was, of course, a home run that he surrendered in that one hit that he gave up. So he's given up one run now in 12 and a third innings and just two hits. He has 20 strikeouts. It's a .73 ERA, a whip, walks, and hits per inning pitched 0.16 for Corbin Burns and you know that's really just the tip of the iceberg because you have Freddie Peralta who has been outstanding pitched out of the bullpen once started another game seven innings and just three hits and no runs allowed for Freddie Peralta the Brewers rotation is flat out nasty Adrian Hauser pitched well five innings and just two earned runs allowed in his one start if he can continue to do that that's going to make this rotation that much better it is a really impressive rotation the brewers are going to have a great chance in every series as a result of this and this offense is going to come around i'm not sure this is going to be the best offense in baseball but this offense is going to come around. You're going to get more power from Christian Yelich before this season's all said and done. You're going to get more on base percentage from Colton Wong before this season is all said and done. You're going to get more from Keston Hira than what you've gotten so far this year before this season is all said and done. And you can kind of go down that list. Now, Omar Narvaez has been great. 
he is off to an outstanding start for the Brewers, and that's a really encouraging thing to see. He's been by far the the highlight offensively. I think Travis Shaw would be the other that you would put in there when you start looking at the Brewers' offensive numbers so far. Narvaez and Shaw, man, they've been really good so far this year. Narvaez a couple of home runs. Shaw had the big home run uh, in the Cubs series. He's driven in six. He had three hits again against the Cardinals on Thursday as well. So those two guys kind of leading the way offensively. Lorenzo Cain had the two-home run game against the Cubs, so he's done some good things offensively. But Shaw's hitting 316 right now with a home run and six driven in. He has an OPS of 876. Omar Narvaez is hitting 444 with two home runs and five driven in, an OPS of 1278 for Narvaez. Those are the two guys right now that uh, when you look at this offense, you go, wow, those guys are really getting it done right now for the crew. So there's a lot to be excited about. I think there's a lot to like, and I think this team is going to be right there when it's all said and done. There was a big trade this week. Orlando Arcia sent to the Atlanta Braves. A little bit shocking, I think, to a lot of people to wake up and find out that Orlando Arcia was no longer a part of this Brewers team. He's been a part of this team for a long time. He was the second longest tenured Brewer at the time that he was traded and, and only behind Manny Pena by one day on that list. But Orlando had some great moments in Brewers history. I think we can all appreciate how big he came up in big spots over the years, whether it was an extra innings regular season game or it was the performance in game 163 against the Cubs in 2018 or it was what he was able to get done in all those postseason at-bats in 2018. He, He always saved his best for the biggest moments. Never really put it all together offensively. I think like the expectations were for him. This was one of the top prospects in baseball when he was called up in 2016. I'm not sure he ever lived up to those expectations, and those are probably a bit unfair, to be honest. But I think everybody that is a Brewers fan can can smile when they think of Orlando Arcia and appreciate everything he gave this organization. At the same time, the Brewers get a couple of arms back in that deal. You get Chad Sabatka, a big right-handed pitcher that uh, has a lot of velocity, which is something the Brewers have had a lot of success with. Sabatka has pitched at the major league level. And then you have Patrick Weigel, who was the number 12 prospect in the Braves, which is a very strong uh, farm system, number 12 prospect in the Braves organization. He slots in as the number 17 prospect in the Brewers organization now. Sabak is at 27 years of age, and Weigel is at 26 years of age. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see what the Brewers are going to be able to do with those arms. Uh, They do such a good job developing big power arms. That's been something they've been as good as just about anybody in baseball over the last couple of years at developing. So uh, some interesting stuff that came down the line over the course of this week from a Brewers news standpoint. And there's more that we're going to get into over the course of this podcast. But let's uh, jump into some of our conversations. We're going to talk to uh, a handful of different Brewers this week on Brewers on Tap. And our first conversation is with Brewers reliever and Wisconsin native J.P. Fireisen, who has been so good early on for the Brewers out of the bullpen. Let's break it down. JP, first and foremost, congratulations on making this roster. Last year was a little bit of a dream come true for you to be able to to make your debut uh, with the Brewers, uh, your hometown team, if you will, your home state team at least. 
But this year you've been able to, to get out there on the mound and actually have those fans from your home state in the stadium. And I think that has to mean even that much more, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it does definitely. Uh, I think for all of us, especially um, just getting back to normal and uh, having, having those fans in the stands and everyone knows that uh, for us, at least Brewers fans are, I mean, top tier fans in, in all baseball and all sports. So it's good to have them back in the, in the stadium. JP to get your feet wet last year and kind of get a taste of everything with the Brewers then have an off season and know that you're going to come into a much more normal looking 2021. How did you kind of set your goals and what did you focus on? Because you came into spring ready to go and you pitched lights out all spring long. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just having an off season to, to focus on baseball um, rather than uh, focusing on working and then baseball and then working and then baseball. But uh, also just knowing that uh, I'm in a position to battle for, for a spot on the team. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a competition um, and it's good competition. I mean, you want to have, you want to have four or five guys battling for one spot because you know that everyone's got to come in ready and ready to go. And I felt like uh, for me that the, it was a good off season and uh, to come into spring training the way I did. It feels like this organization has really figured out some things in terms of pitcher development. And when we see guys get into this organization, we see the velocity increase. We see the spin rate increase. We, we always hear things about the pitching lab in Arizona. It certainly feels like this organization has really figured some things out in terms of leading the industry and in pitching development. And I, you're, you're another great example of a guy that has taken huge steps forward since you've been in the organization. Yeah. I mean, we have, I mean, everybody working down in the complex and uh, in the in the pitching side of things is is fantastic. Uh, I think that uh, they definitely learn and they learn you, and and then they figure out ways that they can get the best out of you, and uh, and they find a really good way to to basically uh, show you how how think this will help you or how how things will change when you when you can figure things out. So uh, I think that uh, that is just the best thing for me, I mean, coming from an org where uh, the Yankees and they just go out and get guys. And whereas I come now with the Brewers and they, they develop guys and, and turn us into something that they, that they can use. JP, I don't know that we can actually quantify it in terms of, you know, dialing it into to specific numbers. Cause it's probably going to be different for every guy, but having fans back in the stands definitely feels like, especially for the relievers and to some degree, the starters, we've seen a little velocity increase. I mean, there's no doubt, right? There's just a little bit more adrenaline pumping through you. I mean, we saw Hader hit 100 the other night. It, it, it definitely feels like just having those fans back has given you guys all across the board a little bit of a lift. Yeah, I would definitely say that uh, the fans for, for relievers, especially because you come into those pressure situations and, and without the fans, you know, providing that energy um, from them, like, Last year, especially for for Josh, um, like coming into a safe situation and having fake crowd noise pumped in, where he's used to, all right, September baseball. There's forty two thousand people in in Miller Park and now Amfam Field, and he's he's throwing. And I mean, for him especially, it was a big change. But like for me, even just going from last year having zero fans to having twelve thousand now is just a. It's been a, a great boost, and I can't wait to see what it is when it's when it's a packed stadium. You know, I, I know we touched on this a little bit from a development standpoint, but I think the feeling for a lot of the people in the organization is, is that 
you're just scratching the surface on your own potential. Like there's, there's a lot left that you're going to be able to achieve and a lot of uh, ceiling left on what you're going to be able to do. Do you feel the same way? Like you're just kind of getting started. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is just getting the feet wet. Um, but I, I got to hand it to the, the Brewers org for, for having me, you know, ready like this coming into spring and tell me what I needed to do in the off season to be ready to come into spring. Well, it's been a lot of fun watching you establish yourself. You had an unbelievably productive spring. You earned this opportunity and to have a, a Wisconsin guy on the roster and, and another potential Stevens point guy. Uh, if Jordan Zimmerman can, can make it up on under this roster at some point this year. And I think the odds are pretty good that that'll happen too. That's actually a pretty cool thing for both of you as well. Congratulations. It's great to have you back with the crew once again this year and, and keep doing what you're doing on the mound. You've been uh, really fun to watch. Thanks, Lane. Appreciate it. You bet. And a big thanks to J.P. Fireisen for joining us here on Brewers on Tap. He has uh, really performed well uh, so far in the season. The Brewers are really excited about what he might be able to do. He's added some velocity. He's really gotten better even with his secondary stuff. He's given up one unearned run. It was that run in the 10th inning against the Cubs where it was the runner at second that he inherited that ended up scoring. But otherwise, four innings, just one hit allowed, three walks and four strikeouts. Um, He's been very good in his four appearances, and I think he's going to be a guy that Craig Council continues to give the ball to in late-inning situations, especially if he continues to perform the way he has thus far. Okay, some other big news for you if you're a Brewers fan, and that is tailgating is back starting with Monday's homestand against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, It's – this is – this is big news. I think we all know that it's a big deal for Brewers fans to be able to tailgate before they go in to American Family Field. And that was not an option for the opening series of the year, but it is going to be an option starting with our next homestand, April 12th through the 15th. Now, there are some guidelines. This isn't just a free-for-all, obviously. This There, there are guidelines here uh, because of COVID protocols that you are asked to to adhere to. So fans come to the ballpark to cheer on the crew. Uh, they are welcome to tailgate with those seated in their designated pods. So you'll you'll remember the Brewers also came out this week and said they're going to have more two-person pods that were going to be available when you're purchasing tickets. So uh, there's some different opportunities for you if you want to come out to games in this next home stand of how you can purchase those tickets. But uh, you have a pod. You, you either have a pod of four or maybe a pod of six or maybe a pod of two, whatever it might be. And you are asked to stay within those designated pods as you tailgate. Uh, but uh, definitely something that I think we're all pretty excited about. And um, I think we're going to see plenty of people uh, participating in this time-honored tradition here in Milwaukee and uh, doing their tailgating. Tailgating is going to be allowed at single vehicles for those sitting in the same seating pod Fans will need to remain in the immediate vicinity of their vehicle. Parking gates uh, will open three hours in advance of the game, except for 6.40 weekday games in which parking gates open two and a half hours in advance. And if you need more information on this, you can get it by going to brewers.com slash tailgating. Brewers.com slash tailgating. And then, of course, all this needs to be aligned with local health and safety protocols. So fans are encouraged to review the evolving guidelines because they change a little bit that those guidelines that are in place by going to brewers.com slash COVID. Okay, 
Omar Narvaez, what a start to the season he's off to. I outlined some of those numbers for you already. Plus, he's done a great job behind the plate, such an improved player behind the plate for the Brewers. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Omar about the start to his season and how excited he is uh, to, to really put last year behind him and get out fast in 2021 at the plate. Off to a very good start to the 2021 season for you, certainly at the plate. Had a very solid year last year defensively. Looks like that's carried over as well. How excited were you to kind of turn the page from last year offensively and and get ready for this 2021 season? Because you looked like you were really ready to get going from the very moment you showed up at spring training. You know, it did take uh, a lot of work in spring training, a lot of study from last year. So, uh, um, you know, things that I couldn't be able to to do last year, I was trying to, you know, not make the same mistake this year. So, um, you know, looking for a better pitches, trying to be more patient, uh, being aggressive, um, you know, right off the get-go, but at the same time, trying to be uh, patient, you know, trying to get the pitch where I want to hit and uh, and long counts, man. That's, that's uh, basically who I am, trying to you know, deep counts, a lot of walks, uh, a lot of contact, um, and a little bit of pop. But, you know, my main thing is trying to be on base as much as I can and try to help the team, you know, put a better position to score runs. You made huge strides defensively last year. Um, and this organization specifically, it seems like it does a really nice job developing catchers. Can you put your finger on what it is about the Brewers organization that seems to, to really help guys take steps forward behind the plate? Um, I think uh, these guys are not afraid to make changes, you know, uh, and it all depends, obviously, to the player if, if it's, uh, you know, if we accept all those changes. Like, uh, obviously, I, I did because I wanted to get better, and it took a lot of work in the spring training and summer camp. Um, but, yeah, like, feel like these guys are are the best teaching uh the catchers just because they got patient they got uh a lot of a lot of work on a period of time and they got really good understanding um every every guy got a different uh body type and i feel like these guys on the two uh understand well my body and we uh we come together and we put a, a better position to, you know, to be uh, to catch the ball. I would say, and uh, it did help. It did help a lot. Omar, you talked a little bit about some of the changes you've made, maybe in your approach at the plate offensively, and I mean, we we've seen that so far this year. It seems like you're not afraid to to shorten up and and shorten your swing and go the other way and just get a ball in play. But when you get one to rip, like you did last night, you put the big swing on it. Uh, it has to feel good to 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 have that much control uh, and and just kind of bad speed and bad control right now at the plate, and it, it all comes back to seeing the baseball well. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, all it takes is um, confidence, man. You know, last year I kind of lost my confidence, and and it's hard to go to the plate with, with zero confidence. You know, really not don't know what to do, but being you know being confident what I can do. It's a lot better because we don't. I don't have to think too much. I just see the ball and hit it. How fun is it to catch this pitching staff? So much velocity, 
so much stuff. Um, and then you have some unique guys like Yardley and Suter that, that you can throw out there too. It has to be fun to catch these guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the fun part of all these guys, they know what you do. So, uh, it's, it's not all, all the job on me, you know, I, I really got to give a lot of credit on, on our pitcher staff because they are really smart guys and, and good guys to work with is, is just, they make everything easy. Well, Omar, we appreciate you giving us the time. All right. Thank you, brother. Big thanks to Omar Narvaez. And, uh, wow, he's done a great job so far in the early going of the season. We told you a little bit about Patrick Weigel uh, sliding in at number 17 on that Brewers Top 30. Uh, the new Brewers Top 30 has been out for a while now. Garrett Mitchell, number one. Bryce Turing at two. Hedbert Perez is at number three. Ethan Small at four. Mario Feliciano at five. Antoine Kelly, the lefty. With the big-time stuff, he's at 6. Aaron Ashby's at 7. Freddie Zamora, the Miami shortstop that was the number 2 draft pick for the Brewers last year, he is at 8. Jefferson Cuero is a catcher that is at number 9. He's an intriguing guy, just 18 years of age. And Eduardo Garcia is the 10th-rated prospect, the shortstop that's also just 18 years of age. So you can kind of see in that top 10, the Brewers have a top 30, but in that top 10, you have three different 18-year-olds in that top 10. That's encouraging because those guys have not even come close to scratching the surface of what their talent is or touching that ceiling. Uh, those are guys that are probably only going to improve as prospects moving forward. I, I would have Aaron Ashby much higher. He is at number seven on that list. To me, he's the third or fourth best prospect. I think Mitchell and Terang are easily one and two, uh, but I think Ashby is slotted maybe right in behind them. Hedbert Perez certainly uh, is, is is noteworthy as well, so him at three I don't have a big issue with. Um, obviously, Ethan Small's a guy that I think is going to help the big league club sooner rather than later. I'm a big fan of Mario Feliciano, and the, the upside of Antoine Kelly is just too much to ignore. Uh, he has a chance to be really good because he has that big dynamic arm that the Brewers have, again, had so much success with. He's 6'6", 205, and he's a lefty, and he throws really hard, upper 90s velocity from Antoine Kelly. So those are some names to kind of keep an eye on. There's a bunch of others. We told you Weigel slots in uh, at number 17, right behind Hayden Cantrell, last year's draft pick out of Louisiana Lafayette, and right in front of Zach Brown, uh, and two spots in front of Peyton Henry. So those are some names you're likely pretty familiar with. That is going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Hope you enjoy your off day today. Brewers will be back at it Saturday and Sunday for afternoon games with the Cardinals before coming home for that home series against the Chicago Cubs. And then the Pirates come to town next weekend. Should be fun. Looking forward to seeing you out at the ballpark. Stay healthy and stay safe, everybody. Until next time, I'm Lane Grindle. Thanks for listening. Brewers.